It's now time for Me and My Roku with your host, Peter Clay. Who's your guy? Peter. So we have a voicemail now from Peter. Not everybody sounds like Peter Clay. Peter was like my brother. This is my brother, Peter. Pete, you are not. (laughs) Peter Clay is here today. Holy crap, it's Peter. Oh, I love Peter. Who's that? That's Pete. Good luck tonight, Peter. Your host, Peter Clay. Well, hello again, everybody, and welcome to another exciting, amazing, incredible edition of Me and My Roku. I'm your host, Peter Clay. Welcome on board to episode 99. Yes, the last episode in the two digits. Oh, and then we go to three digits. Wow. And we'll see how long that lasts. I didn't think we'd last this long. And we, I'm eating me. And my Roku, I didn't think the Roku would last this long. (laughs) I started this as a project, passion project, back in 2010, 2010. After I'd gotten the Roku, it would have been uh, Black Friday, uh, 2009, 2009. And I needed a toy. I needed something. And I had a gift card, only paid for uh, FedEx shipping to get it the next day. And boom. My life has not been the same ever since. Uh, Very shortly after that, cut the cord, and we've lived with at least a Roku, and now we have three Rokus, a Google Chromecast with Google TV, an Amazon Fire TV Cube, two smart TVs, three smart TVs, an Apple TV, and uh, yeah, a lot of stuff around the house now. So, me and my Roku, meaning a metaphor, actually, for streaming. It's It's about what I do. Uh, not telling you what to do. Uh, I just tell you what I do, and then you decide for yourself what you do. That's <laughs> what we've done now for 99 episodes, and we'll go on for as long as it takes. If we can make it to a thousand, should we make that a goal? Would you like that as a goal? We'll see how it goes. The streaming universe will decide what happens with that, and Roku and all that stuff, too. I can always change the name, too. I've thought about it, but I kind of like it. And I kind of like my little tagline at the end of the show and all that stuff. I like doing those things. I like being here for you. Um, funny story here. Uh, some things going on here to celebrate the 100th uh, episode coming on. One of the segments in the program here, and I'm a stickler for these things, so I won't say pre-recorded because you can't record something before you record something. But one of the segments here is recorded because I did a live stream. Just out of the blue, I didn't announce it. It was like 6.30 in the morning. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, I'm testing out things along here. So I got a, a mid webcam here and I picked one up a little while ago. And so I just wanted to test it out and all that stuff. And I wanted to see if I could do that and record it at the same time. And I could, because I kind of chickened out last week because I was going to do a live stream as I was recording the podcast. And I just kind of chickened out because I didn't, you know, I was having complications with certain things talking to each other. and But I figured it out. And it did a nice little segment here. And maybe you'll figure out which segment it is. I'm going to leave it as a mystery. Hey, in the meantime, though, we got a whole bunch of things to get to here. So let's get started. Okay, 
So let's use this segment here to kind of follow up on some things I've talked about in the past. Do I need a, a sound effect here? Do we, do we need to go back? In, or if we did it this way, same sound effect. But a little louder, a little fuller. Oh, does that make you feel good? Um, because I kind of dropped the ball on something last time. On the last episode, I didn't. I set this up uh, a couple episodes ago about how I helped a, a friend of mine was dreading this install of a Roku with because the cable company said, "Oh, don't get a cable box, get a Roku." I'm like, "What sense does that make?" So I and that was befuddled because so, this was a company that was trying to do anything they could for recurring revenue. I told the story about when I used to work for the cable company and how an executive, a former executive vice president came in and gave a big speech, just ask, blah, blah, blah. And it worked. And it's free. And like I said, it's going to be a chapter in one of my books uh, that I'll write someday for the Internet Archive. So anyway, I go in and I uh, she gets the uh, Roku Express 4K. And what a sweet little thing that is. I think she paid less than 50 bucks, but more than 30. Uh, wasn't my business to, you know, judge or anything along those lines and uh slick little thing and just trying to actually kind of keep it straight with the hdmi cord was always kind of kind of fun but then we because uh, she doesn't want anything else so i got rid of all the different apps that came along with it and i got the spectrum app and boom it noticed right away it said it had a little wheel going and it said checking subscription and boom right there her cable was right there uh, couldn't do individual, couldn't, at least didn't find a way to do individual channels. So to jump from channel one to channel 100, well, I didn't notice a way. I don't know if she's found a way now or anything like that, but you can go up and down the grid right there. And all her cable channels were right there. It's the easiest. Th oh, she had to log in, of course. But uh, other than that, uh, boom. And then logging into the Roku was fine. She had a PayPal account. Boom, boom, boom. And boom, it was the easiest thing I've done in a long time. I've <laughs> in doing this little studio here and taking over the studio, I've had all sorts of issues getting the webcam, communicating. This other app was trying to load up when I tried to load in, and it's like, no, I don't want that. I just want oh anyway. <laughs> so anyway, if you if you have Charter Spectrum, I think Comcast does the same thing. Um it's one of those things where maybe if you still have cable. It may be an option for you. I found it uh, a, an easy transition. On the, I even had a fleeting thought of, well, wait a minute. If I get this here, I can save a little money on my internet bill. But I, and I was just thinking, because I was listening to some of my old podcasts in the back, just as a reference to kind of catch up on things. And I think I talked about uh, not having a cable alternative service for like six weeks. Well, it's now been three months and we're fine. <laughs> We're not getting itchy and twitchy. I mean, fleeting thoughts came up for like the NFL draft and fleeting thoughts have come in. Well, what if we do it for this long, you know, or at least try it. It was, it really was um, a flawless thing. So if you have Charter Spectrum or Comcast, or maybe you're checking with your cable provider, they have their own app for the Roku. Uh, it's obviously there's an upfront cost of getting the Roku, but not the monthly cost of a cable box. So that is for you to decide. But here at me and my Roku, that was it. A couple other things that are going on. Netflix is talking about live streaming. Not sports or anything along those lines, but like 
comedy events or something or game show type things where they can, you know, be judged. So they're finally maybe giving in on some of these things. Speaking of live streaming, um, I was listening to some, one of my old podcasts and I was shocked and chagrined that uh, uh, Disney was going to take its biggest thing on ABC, <laughs> Dancing with the Stars, off of ABC and putting on Disney Plus and then live streaming it, making it live and having the judging and the voting and all that stuff. And then it was like, ding, ding, duh, duh. They just spent a buttload of money for Joe Buck and Troy Aikman for Monday Night Football. And did you know that the last two years, Monday Night Football has been back on ABC? It used to be for select games that would simulcast with ESPN. But now this year, not only is it going to be simulcast, there's going to be a double header of Monday Night Football and a game on ESPN and then a game exclusively Back on ABC, back in the old days, like it was. No Howard Cosano. I wonder if they have the yellow jackets that Joe Tessitore and Rob Riggle wear. And holy moly. Oh, like Howard Cosell and Don Meredith and Frank Gifford used to do. Oh, they, they have to do that, don't they? Uh, so any, that's why they're all in on uh, NFL right now. And Monday Night Football, they're getting a Super Bowl as well. And so that's why Dancing with the Stars is okay, let's try it over here. Uh, and another thing, I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about the value of network programming, CBS, NBC, ABC, Fox, and wondering what are they good for now? And I thought to myself, well, what they're good for is for me to stream later, <laughs> almost like a DVR type of thing. But anyway, we were getting nostalgic about it, uh, the host of that show, and then made me get nostalgic because I felt the same way. The This time of year was well, two times a year, this time of year, and then in the fall were my two favorite years because the release of the fall TV schedule. They would be in the day and dates of when shows were gone. Now all I care about is, well, I'm going to get them the next day on <laughs> what streaming service that. So Paramount Plus, Peacock, and Hulu, get ready. I'll be waiting for you in the fall. And then why does it have to be now in the fall? Why can't they do things staggeredly throughout the year? Starting uh, one show in January and another one in May and another one in July and then in September and then around the holidays. I don't know. Does it have to be in a set time anymore? And the second one was uh, the most famous thing I always look forward to was the TV Guide Fall Preview. That was my favorite time. It was look to see what shows were coming and what the Saturday morning cartoon lineup would always look like. And is it going to be a Scooby-Doo? Is it going to be a new Bugs Bunny? Hong Kong Fooey. Yeah, so that's that. So it's different. It's kind of the same, but different. They announced their schedule, and I'm like, okay, did any of my shows that I kind of follow get canceled? No. When are they going to be on? Don't care, because it'll show up on my services. <laughs> Funny how things go right here on me and my Roku. Okay, so I got a couple of topics here and that I couldn't get into previous shows. I just I cut them out of a trade magazine. I get media play news. I get it once a month, and sometimes I've already either talked about them or I think one of one of them here 
says about CNN Plus <laughs> get started. And uh, that didn't last very long. So by the time I got this magazine, CNN Plus was already gone. So, But there are some interesting topics. Like, for instance, in the editorial uh, of uh, Media Play News, uh, the topic is bundling is the future. And the headline is what every streaming subscriber is looking for is a combination of the streaming services that allows them to find what they want and get what they want for a reasonable price. Okay. Sounds fair. But, and that's her opinion and that's fine. I'm the editor here, Stephanie Prangy, I'm going to say, because we had a department store here back in the day called Prangy's. So it could be Prang, but I'm going to say Prangy. And uh, the only issue I have in that statement is what every streaming subscriber is looking for. Okay. And the fact of the matter is what every streaming subscriber is looking for is to do what they want. Now, some might want to bundle, but what this is implying to me, this is why it's me and my Roku, is... One thing, because there are bundles out there. There's the Disney bundle, Hulu, Disney Plus, ESPN Plus. Um, Apple has a bundle where you can get Apple Music, Apple TV Plus, iCloud, and different things. But if they're implying that, oh, I want to bundle Netflix and Amazon Prime and all these things together, that's just not going to happen. The bundling is going to happen when these things merge together, like Warner Discovery. And before that, Discovery Scripts and all that stuff, too. So those there's going to be bundling in different things. But bundling in the future is to say, hey, I want to take these things and put them all in one basket. I don't think that's going to happen. It's going to be like a, a portfolio of stocks. There's going to be a portfolio of apps on your Roku or other streaming device. See, oops, sorry. Hit my microphone there. I had was trying to get one story and ended up cutting it in two in different places, but that's okay. Uh, so the next story is service hoppers, a report from the parks associates that 36% of streamers are service hoppers. And that equates to about 32 million households, which means they switch between services and resubscribe to service multiple times in the previous 12 months. That's what we like to call streaming, cord cutting. This is what we fought for. This is what we wanted. We want to get things when we want them, let them go, bring them back if we need them again, and all that stuff. So the, and we'll talk about this later in the podcast portion, is, you know, these guys are going to want you to stay there, and viewers are going to want to come and go and all that. Or maybe they don't realize they can. That's the whole point of this show and different things as well. And just so that actually seems a little light that about only a third of people are service hoppers. Me, on the other hand, I probably would do more service hopping if I wasn't getting gift cards for the services that I get that. So they don't come out of my pocket. If I actually had to pay for these things out of my pocket, I'd be coming and going out of a lot of things a lot more often and probably should anyway, even though I have a budget of credits and and then finally in this segment here because i had to cut it in half <laughs> if we put it together ha, 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 ha. i should have scotch taped it maybe uh password sharing costs streamers 2.3 billion dollars a year that is the headline 
Um, do, 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 do. Roughly, I think it says here, 215 million people in the United States using SVOD, so, uh, subscription video on demand. Uh, contends that 25% are using someone else's paid-for account. An internal Netflix survey found 42% of its subs in the United States uh, use that. So, obviously, Netflix has been struggling. Investors want them to kind of crack down on that. And Netflix has been weary of that for some reason whatsoever. I think that they kind of put it as a badge of honor at first. And... Again, I I don't care one way or the other on it, but uh, it just that seems a little like. But a third of your business kind of out the window. It's kind of important. Now, I used to work for a company that spent a 100% of their efforts on only a third of their business. They're no longer in business. So now <laughs> you're letting a third of your business just go. Now, to me, if you could have just spent, no matter, and the thing about, I will say this because they're practically going to Radio Shack. Spending 100% of your time for a third of your business. And the problem that I had was, that I argued was, it didn't matter whether you put 100% in or what. You were still only getting a third of that business. So why not spend 50% of that for that third of the business and put 50% on the other stuff that's profitable? <laughs> Anywho, for Netflix then, put a little more effort into that third of the business and you, you, know, you don't have to get it all at once. You just get it more, more. That's just a thought. It's just me and my Roku. We're just testing here anyway. So that's the thoughts here on me and my Roku. Partner, do -si do Flip the diamond. Flip the diamond. Okay, kids, let's get together. But not too close, though. But just let's come together just a little bit, and we can have a little chit-chat, a little discussion here, and celebrate the fact that the bandwidth of this podcast and all my podcasts since 2005 has been brought to you by the Internet Archive, available at archive.org. A couple of weeks ago, I tried using a certain word and I wasn't quite sure if I was using it right. Well, I'm using it correctly here. The Internet Archive has a galimifry of different projects and things going on for you to check out for yourself. If you want to start your own project, you can, but they also have the pol political TV ad archive, the building libraries together uh, outlet and well, now, and the open uh, library scanning services, the software archive, and of course the most famous, the most fun, the Wayback machine where you can check out every internet webpage that's ever existed. It's all part there. You can even look at me, check out the old radioaffliction.com back in, I'll say around 2000 or 1999, maybe even a little earlier. You can see me with blonde hair. It's really funny. No beard or anything. Of course, I haven't had a beard now since COVID either, but that's a side issue. Check that out today, archive.org. In the background here, I do crazy Amazing, wonderful things that have kept me from having these streaming services come out of my pocket. I do things, then I get paid in gift cards. So one of the most famous ones that I do is, and the one I've used the longest, the one I trust the most, and that is swagbucks.radioaffliction.com. Go to that website just the way I said it right there, or click on the link where you get this podcast, and you can get started yourself. You can do surveys. You can get 
cash back on things that you buy all the time. Anyway, check it out. Swagbucks.radioaffliction.com. And if you want to see old political TV ads, they've been archived at archive.org. Don't create followers. They create more leaders. Okay. News, notes, and stuff. Fun stuff, too. YouTube got together with a bunch of advertisers or had an advertising seminar, symposium, whatever. And they were uh, showing research claiming that viewers prefer their service over TV, streaming, and social media. Now, what are they going to say to advertisers saying, no, people don't like us. <laughs> anyway, um, good for them. And they have the research that shows that. Just find that interesting. YouTube, fine service. Very useful. HBO Max customers choose ad-free subscription more than any other platform. Well, since the only other platform would be to choose the ad one. And we'll discuss more of that. We got money. Of, <laughs> this is going to be a topic for a long time, I think. Roku announces premium bundle featuring Roku Ultra and Voice Remote Pro. So if you got these items separately, it would be around 150 bucks, maybe more, depending where you get it. Bundling them together keeps it under $100. Check that out. Check Roku out for that, or maybe even Amazon. A Disney CEO, uh, Bob Iger, is that his name now? Or Chapek, sorry. Yeah, I got you. Uh -huh -huh. Sorry. Testing me there. Let's see what you're A uh, full ESPN streaming service is coming. Will be ultimate fan offering. Now, last week, do we remember? Here we go. We talked about, um, let's see if we can get a little more volume there. Yeah. Oh. I, well, I need my harp. I need real harp going on here. Um, we talked about Bally Sports. And they're coming up with a service. And so they're going to have Major League Baseball for your local team that is potentially blacked out on MLB TV, let's say. And they're going to offer a service. And they're going to offer around 20 bucks for that service. We don't know that for sure yet, but that's about the going rate that it seems to be going. I think it should be about half that, but that's me. <laughs> that's why it's me and my Roku. Now, if it was that price for a full-loaded ESPN, including ESPN Plus, maybe, so maybe, okay, so if you're including ESPN Plus in that, well, how much would you pay? 25 bucks maybe, tops? If you're including ESPN Plus, you just want ESPN. Whew, I don't know, 20 bucks maybe? It would put, it would, the point being, it would put Bally Sports to shame. 
And maybe it sounds like I have some sort of grudge against Sinclair or Valley Sports. It just seems to me this is one of these greedy companies that are doing anything for money, hanging on for dear life, not embracing technology and all that stuff. And now we're going to get into the game because they feel like they have to, and they want things the way they've always been and all that stuff. And that's kind of, guess, how I feel about it. I don't have anything against them. I just feel that they're not getting into the groove here, not really concerning about what the customer wants or anything like that, just their pockets and all that stuff. And maybe that's what they're supposed to do. Free ad-supported streaming rises nearly 20% since 2020. Now, is there what's been going on since 2020? <laughs> Does that mean and that is that growth going to continue as, you know, we'll see? And is this something that we're never going to get over? And this thing, this, or is it going to be a little mix of both? It's like maybe we won't go out as much, but not as much as we were. I don't know. We'll see. A study shows that ad-supported tiers are more attractive to customers across the board. Okay. Um, I have very strong feelings about this as well. We Because we, we had a question about this when somebody asked uh, about whether they should get the Paramount Plus with ads or without. And there was only like a 2 or $3 difference on that. So if you can't afford it, you can't afford it. So I don't know where it's saving two bucks and getting some ads. So paying for ads. For me, you want to give me a service with ads, then you're trying to get your cake and eat it too. And so there's some of these things, you know, I think Netflix gets this and they're going kicking and screaming, but there are these, who's this benefit the most? The advertisers, <laughs> they want the business. They have these things. They have ideas. They have spreadsheets and they have data and they have all these things and they want all these things and they want to spread it out. And so, I don't know. So here's another one. A streaming ads to provide unparalleled data to advertisers. Well, the data is already out there. Netflix has data. Disney has data. Everyone has data. Um, Facebook has data. Everyone has data. Data's floating around as we talk right now. Nothing but data f everywhere. It's uh, how do we coalesce all this? How do we get it all together? I don't know. We'll see. I just find it that it's just going to get all jumbled up together. And it really doesn't mean much, but that's me. That's why it's me and my Roku. Sorry, Ali. I just threw a paper at my cat. Uh, Hulu to be exclusive, exclusive streaming home of Bonnaroo, Lollapalooza and Austin city limits. Uh, they've had Lollapalooza the last couple of years, I believe, or at least the last time, couple of times they've done it. And that's fine. Again, that's live streaming then too. So hooray for them. Uh, Discovery plus Hulu rank a top list of services with most in demand reality services series. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, I get what they're saying. Okay, so they listed a whole bunch of um, reality series, and when they ranked, did it like a top 10 or something like that, Discovery Plus and Hulu had those the most in there. Only uh, Impractical Jokers and Survivor were not part of that family tree. One. Uh, studies shows that more streaming subscriptions don't make customers that much more satisfied. More streaming Okay, so... If you didn't have a whole, I guess for me, as far as the me and my Roku goes, if I didn't have gift cards that paid for all these things, I wouldn't have all the streaming services that I had. So I'm not happier because I have all these streaming services. I get them because I can get them and I don't pay for them. I think that's kind of what the study is showing. And I would probably say uh, that's probably true. 
I probably wouldn't get as many of them. But then again, I like having some of them. Like some of these, like I've said many, 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 many times, 99 times now, <laughs> is that they're all, they're all fine. There's, there's always, it doesn't matter what you have. If you want to be stuck on Netflix, you can be stuck on Netflix. My whole point on this was that there was life outside of Netflix. That was the appearing I, the appearances I was getting from some of these other podcasts and other technology based things is like, oh, Netflix is, is the best thing in the whole wide world. And there's nothing else. And it's like, um, hello, there's a Roku and there's a, a billion things on here and they're all fine. They'll all rot your brain. And now that the big boys have all gotten in now within the last couple of years, um, they have a lot of stuff. HBO Max is fine. Peacock. Yes, folks. Peacock is fine. Paramount Plus, sneaky good. But things are just as good, too. YouTube, Pluto TV. There's a lot of things that are uh, that are free that are still good to them. Uh, Analyst says streaming growth is slowing. Pay TV is falling. Okay. Another report. Ooh, streaming subscription. Subscri no, let's do this again. Find your center. Breathe. See, I've been listening to a lot of these podcasts and I've been listening to them on one and a half speed. So then when I get here and I try and talk, I'm already feel like I'm talking in my one and a half speed. I'm like, I'm listening to myself all over again. This will be fun later on. Anyway, <laughs> analyst says streaming growth is slowing. Pay TV is falling. I already said that. Uh, but the, no, that's what I was stumbling. Okay. Streaming growth is slowing. Pay TV is falling. Okay. I don't know what that means. Uh, streaming growth is slowing. Oh no, this was what I was struggling on. Okay. The report says streaming subscriptions continue to rise despite Netflix losses. Yes. Uh, Netflix had a bad quarter. They've had two of them in a row now. So you could honestly say they're in a bear market right now or a recession. I think that is two quarters of no growth qualifies as a recession. So that's what Netflix is in right now, but everyone else had their reports and the, all of them went up except for Hulu's live function, Hulu plus live. So that was the, everyone else was showed some sort of growth. Uh, another report. Oh gosh, we got lots of reports here. Holy, holy cow. Cord cutting rises 31% in 2022, despite slowing streaming growth. Okay. So there's slowing growth, but there's still growth. Streaming subscriptions expected to rise by 485 million by... 2027. So hold on, clip note that one or clip it, you know, there, and we'll check again in uh, five years. Okay, good. Uh, is Netflix preparing to raise its ad free prices when the launch of an ad supported tier? We'll find out. When they uh, launch that ad supported tier, it will reportedly limit ads to 40 minutes per hour. Okay. So when you look at, so what's network TV, 44, 16 minutes, uh, an hour. So, okay. A quarter of that. That's good. Disney plus subscriber goals hinge on securing Indian cricket rights. Disney plus, uh, Disney technically has those rights and they're on ESPN plus right now. So in case they're uh, for, uh, they have, so what Hulu is here is star in other countries and, I guess they need to secure those rights. Okay, here's a good one. Uh, Netflix nearly equals CBS, NBC combined in total minutes viewed this season. <laughs> nearly. Okay, so I got to credit uh, former MTV VJ Mark Goodman 
forgive me the info on this little ditty about the old Hollow Notes song, Kiss on My List, that it's actually an anti-love, well, not necessarily an anti-love song, but he's not saying that your kiss is my number one thing in life, but it's on the list. <laughs> so you're saying here, Netflix nearly equals CBS, NBC, when there's also ABC and Fox and PBS. Let's throw them in, too. So that's a <laughs> funny combination. You nearly uh, get the total minutes viewed for two of the five networks, but not quite. Nearly, though. Your kiss is great. It's, it's on my list. Of but, you know, snowboarding and ice cream and other things are, are also there, too. Um, here's something I totally forgot about. And this is something that I used to spend. Oh, I know it's not all my time, but it was, I, I would want to know what's going on in, in the world and all that stuff. And I, it was one of the things about streaming on the internet that was important. And that was C-SPAN. It was a network that was actually put together by the cable networks. Uh, and now whew, I, it's not, I think it's streamed. Somewhere, maybe YouTube TV, maybe it was direct TV stream. I don't remember now, but could C-SPAN come to Hulu or YouTube TV? Well, the answer to that then. Could it? Sure. Will it? We'll find out, I guess. I just love dumb headlines. A research attempts to determine which streamer provides best dollar for dollar value. Okay. You don't need research to tell you that. You can do the research yourself <laughs> and you decide for yourself. Pick on Netflix a lot, but you can decide for yourself whether the value is there. Now that they've raised the price dollar for dollar, do I get everything that I feel like I deserve on that? Or do I spend the same amount and get more with Hulu? That's what we've decided for ourselves here. But that's, this is me and my Roku, you and your Roku, that could be totally different. So getting one subscription service and then having YouTube and then the advertising video on demand channels or fast channels, like Pluto TV, you know, that can write your brain for years if you wanted to. So, or just get Peacock or whatever you want, or just the free tier of Peacock. There's plenty out there. So you can do decide for yourself, dollar for dollar, how you want to spend your money or get your gift cards or however you want to do it. Uh, the new Golf League, LIV Golf, to stream first event free on YouTube. This was a big deal. This has been a big deal if you're a golf fan about the PGA not allowing anyone a waiver to play. And if you do this, if you play in this Saudi Arabian-backed league that's being run by one of the most famous golfers around, Greg Norman, that you will not be allowed ever to play again. And a lot of speculation with Phil Mickelson, if he's going to be out on this. And I even heard one uh, journalist say that it's bit backed by Saudi blood money. Like American money has no blood on its hands at all. But anyway, I get, you know, with journalists being killed and all that stuff, that there's a club there. That I, and I get it. But let's be real here. Uh, all money, all countries have blood on its hands, too. So, um. I may check this out. I may be interested, but I'm also not going to get all about it. But it's interesting to see what's going to happen. So if you want to watch it free on YouTube. Tubi, to make 2022 World Cup games available on demand. So Fox has the rights for the main 
World Cup. So once it's on live there, and they said as soon as the final whistle blows, it'll be available on Tubi. So if you missed it, uh, you missed that nil-nil draw between Ireland and Italy. Not even sure if they're in the World Cup. But anyway, uh, you can watch that later. But that is, and Tubi, what do we know? Free. So check that out. And finally, oh, you were all worried about this. And this is also a big... Because I was looking at uh, my listening to my past episodes and I brought up the USFL, not knowing at the time, it was like, why are we having these eight teams here? And why the Pittsburgh Maulers of all places? And <laughs> realized that they're just using these names. They had the rights to them, I guess, but all the games were played in Birmingham. There's two stadiums there and they um, were playing all eight all eight teams were playing there until uh, the playoffs then and the uh, final four and then the championship will be played in Canton, Ohio at the uh, home of the Hall of Fame. So that was a neat deal. So I watched one game the first week and then part of a game the second week and I haven't watched any since. So maybe spring football isn't quite what it's all cracked up to be. But anyway, anywho, hopefully it makes it through the season, which the two other Spring football leagues couldn't do the AF and the XFL. Now the XFL, in fairness, was seemed like it was on the right track and it was going to make it until COVID hit and shut everything down. So they will be back next season, and all uh, XFL games will be on some sort of Disney network, ESPN FX and ESPN Plus. So The Rock is coming in to save the XFL, and now. He's got a TV deal with Disney and ESPN. So, whew. Well, folks, my throat's getting a little dry here. I've been talking constantly here, but it's okay. It's all for our own entertainment here and information. It's priceless. But anyway, I'm getting a little itchy and twitchy and a little dry in the throat. I should get back to my Rokus and all that stuff. Uh, but I want to thank you so much for one for listening 99 episodes in one more to 100. And the only thing I can say is um, I news will warrant <laughs> when the next episode comes and that'll be episode 100. And I may go back in time and look at where we started and where we're at. And we meaning me all stuff do did some live streams and I'll get on Instagram and I'll do some of these things as well to celebrate the 100th episode. <laughs> it's celebrating. It's just a number and all that stuff, but Hey, it's a podcast. And when you do something, you think, Oh, is this going to last? I don't think I've had a podcast last hundred episodes before. So this is kind of exciting for me and I will share that throughout. So doing another podcast and I'll, I'll do a live stream. What the heck? Let's have fun. So in the meantime, I want to thank the Internet Archive for the bandwidth and that they've provided uh, for this podcast and all my podcasts since 2005. Thank them. Love them tremendously. Check them out today at archive.org. You can follow me on Twitter at Radio Affliction, on Instagram at Pierre Argyle. Ah, I may change change that. I was, that was going to be my kind of moniker for like when I'm in Vegas and all that stuff. It's just my name in French. And then I was going to do a podcast that I thought was going to call it the Pierre Argyle show kind of separate it from myself. Cause I didn't want it to be about myself, but even though it was about me, so it was kind of me and my Roku with the other things I do as I get through life, just kind of sharing things that I do, whether it was in the stock market or in, you know, 
when I'm at the casino and or or streaming. So it's kind of com- combination of all the and the gift cards, the things I do to get the gift cards and all that stuff. And it's just it's never come to be. And I don't know if because it, it takes a lot of time. I, a thirty minute podcast here takes me you know hours to do and all that stuff. So to do a podcast like that, eh, we'll see. If that's something that you would find interesting or anything like that, hey, I do have that email address here. You can email me one-on-one on those things from me and my Roku podcast at gmail.com. In the meantime, the uh, best way you can do is if you want to catch the live streams on it, right now, YouTube. Okay, And I do a podcast on there. They're on the list. Um, so just check that out. I may put something out, uh, but just you can check that out anytime. In the meantime, you can subscribe to the Me and My Roku podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, TuneIn, Amazon Music, Ghana, GeoSavin, Himalaya, SoundCloud, YouTube, iHeartMedia, Podbean, Pandora, and Odyssey. Wow. Well, folks, 99 down, one more to go to 100, and then we'll just see what life has in store for us after that. But let's get there, folks, okay? In the meantime, I hope you are enjoying you and your Roku as much as I'm enjoying me and my Roku. And I'll be back with you real soon. That's it. It's over. It's all over. Promise last episode I'd get hungover. I'm here until Thursday, folks. Thank you very much.